Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you'll need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. What's up, you guys? Sean Ross Sapp. It's fightful.com. It's June 8th. We're on the road to backlash. And we've got Denise Salcedo with us. Denise, how you doing? I'm doing good. I can't believe backlash already. I feel like everything's been coming so fast. Yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, it it has been coming fast. It seems like this show went from, like, no matches to to several in in a matter of of just a few weeks. So, or just a few days, rather, because it seemed like they added a whole lot of stuff tonight. Uh, What did you think of this Raw overall? I think overall... I thought that today's Raw felt a little bit long in terms of, like, I felt the three hours. The first hour went by pretty fast. Maybe the second hour. I did feel the third hour a little bit slower sometime between the second and the third. I think I just, like, meshed it in together. But overall, I think that a lot of things happened on this Raw that I feel that it gives us, like, enough to actually talk about versus other Raws where I'm literally like, okay, well, I don't even know what to say because nothing happened. So I wouldn't say it was, like, horrible, but it wasn't, like, amazing either. Except for that main event, though. That main event, though, loved it. But I'll get to that that later well uh in your house was amazing we had great live coverage of it we had uh, a post-show podcast i did the triple h media call afterwards and fightfulselect.com our premium site has exclusive news uh behind the scenes news all week on that show i heard about a pretty heated argument backstage that we're going to be talking about on fightful select there was uh, a backstage meeting right after the show that I had information on as well. Subscribe to FightfulSelect.com. I also did my own review of that show. Uh, we got some more content news coming to you, possibly in the next week about FightfulSelect.com. But every week you're getting, gosh, like four or five different podcasts. You get early access to stuff and exclusive news. That's the most direct way to support us. I'm going to have a lot of the, the content from my Eric Bischoff interview up next, uh, but if you want your question or statement read on the air here today, donate a super chat. Any amount gets your question or statement read on the air. Jason Check says, "Shout out to SRS and Denise. Thank you, Jason." Anakin GMT says, "Finally watched this past week's Quizzlemania. Sean and David Starr's mom are my new favorite tag team." Interesting. <laughs> it is interesting. Uh, yeah, I flirted with David Starr's mom on a quiz show, Denise. Is that your new thing now, going after moms? Is 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 it my new thing? My <laughs> thing has always been the dong lord, Denise. Everybody. Well, I don't know. You're coming at me with this new information. I'm just evaluating <laughs> the evidence that has been presented in front of me. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Uh <laughs> Xanthius says, how many more weeks until the tag belts are decided via a Hungry Hungry Hippos grudge match? I think that would be more entertaining than what we saw. And boy, I can't wait to get to that. I would love, love to watch a Hungry Hungry Hippos competition. Have you ever played that, Denise? Yeah, back in the day. Like, back, back in the day. I haven't played played it it in at least 20 years. Yeah, I played it way back in the day, like 2019, because I bought 
Hungry, hungry <laughs> hippos. Back in the day. Uh-huh. 2019 is yeah. back in the day. <laughs> well, it is compared to all the shit that we've been through this year. Let's be That's fair. True. We're going to make our uh, backlash picks tonight as well, but let's go ahead and get into this show. Azo Smith says, when was this tape? Because it seems WWE didn't have the time to take off Alexa and Nikki's side plates until the main event. Well, it was taped today, this afternoon. So uh, this one is in the can. They taped, I think, a SmackDown as well. It was another long taping day. Um, yeah, yeah. And hey, if you all wondered, no, they still don't have chairs unless you're sitting on the hard camera side. And the people that they put on the hard camera side are people like Dijak who are coming up to the main roster and they don't want you to see them in the crowd. But hey, hey, whatever. But we see Asuka come out. She's interrupted by Sasha and Bayley. They brag about winning the tag titles. Then you you know what's happening, Denise. Interrupt, 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 interrupt. It is a shame to me that they have such monumentally talented people on this roster, especially these, I think it's six women, and the only thing they can do is the interrupting promo. And I'm like, Dang, they could do so much better than this. All these women are more talented than that. Even the one who couldn't speak English is a good enough promo to where you don't have to do this. But what what did you think about this opening segment? You know, I do agree in the terms of, yeah, you can definitely do a lot more in terms of creative-wise to, you know, showcase each girl and whatnot. And obviously, I agree with that. But I did think that overall, it did feel kind of fresh. But at the same time, it felt a little disconnected to me where I felt like we had, uh, you know, we had Asuka and Charlotte doing their thing. But we also had the Iconics and Bailey and Sasha doing their thing. So I kind of felt like it was that situation where we're throwing everything all into one ball and mixing it up and I feel like that happens more often so with the women so I'm not always crazy about throwing all the women's segments together in one but as this kind of continued as a nice progressed I actually liked the involvement of actually having uh, Asuka and Charlotte in this match with the Iconics and Bailey and Sasha I actually thought it worked out but in the beginning I was kind of like well why do they kind of have to be involved in this yeah, and I've got plenty of things to say about some of the booking decisions tonight. Uh, there was a lot of stuff I don't like. I And, hey, there I know there will be in a couple weeks people saying, oh, well, you didn't like this a couple weeks ago. I reserve the right to change my mind. When you're presented with new information, you're allowed to change your mind. But to me, let me tell you, nothing gets me more pumped for a championship match on Sunday than when somebody in the match loses on Monday. And that happened a lot. A lot. Anakin JMT said, donating to get a better Blue Chew promo than the terrible one Sean did Saturday night. <laughs> I just threw Was it in. Was it bad? <laughs> no, I just threw it in there during the UFC show. I looked at it and I said, you know what? These numbers are good enough for me to do a Blue Chew plug because, hey, I got to put them on some of the higher traffic shows. And I put them on the UFC 250 watch along, which was Amanda Nunes beating the brakes off of uh, Felicia Spencer. But... Uh, no Blue Chew segue tonight. Not doing one, Denise. Wow, we're reserving it special occasions. Maybe I might. I, okay. I haven't. I haven't decided on it yet. Mm, if I feel like it. If I feel like okay. it. But we get a if tag. We're lucky enough. Yeah, we get a tag team match. Oscar and Charlotte Flair defeated the Iconics and the Boston Hug Connection. So to me, Denise, I'm sitting here thinking, uh, okay, Oscar and Charlotte should probably be in this tag title match too because the Iconics are. Boston Hugar and Oscar and Charlotte just beat them. What the hell? Yeah, I I I feel that. I also kind of felt like this sort of I felt that there was a disconnection in terms of we had this focus where Asuka comes out and I'm thinking, okay, the focus is going to be on her, on her bout. And then it sort of shifts into the tag bout, which obviously is good because we've been getting more with the women's tag team bout. But it also, again, it just kind of felt like it was multiple things thrown into one. But with the match itself, I just I loved um, how Asuka and Charlotte were sort of, you know, stealing each other's moments where Charlotte Flair would be on a roll and then Asuka would go in and get the tag from her and kind of steal that momentum from her. So I did like the storyline purposes for this match. I loved the match, too. I thought the match was was really great. And as Sitting on My Bed says in a super chat, I think all three shows can benefit from having Sasha and Bailey right now. I do, too. 
Bailey rules. Bailey's awesome. Sasha Banks is is doing some of her best work in a long time. I'm all for them popping up on every show right now. And I like know like Charlotte. Yeah, and the, the thing is, they have the titles that facilitate that. Charlotte had the title that facilitated two of them. She didn't need to be on SmackDown. But since then, we've not heard of that brand-to-brand invitation. So I'm hoping that that shit is just gone. That it's just gone. Uh, the highlight to this match, there were, there were a few. Sasha and Peyton worked really great together. Billy and Bailey worked really great together. The Iconics get a lot of flack in the ring. I think that these two teams work really well together. And Billy seems like one day she's going to make a really great straight-up comedy wrestler. Like, we don't see a lot of straight-up comedy wrestlers out of the women. We don't see, like, a Colt Cabana, a Santino Marella, uh, somebody like that. And I think Billy will be really great at that. My other do note— you think there's a, Do you think there's still a spot for that, considering that, you know, they've been wanting to elevate the women so that people don't just think, oh, hey, bathroom break? Yeah, for sure. I mean, there's a spot for it for for men's wrestling. There's a spot for it for women's wrestling. There, there's room for comedic characters almost everywhere. I think. Uh, another note that I had: Oscar's hot tag was really great, and of course, uh, Charlotte goes to the top rope, and Oscar steals the win by submitting Billy Kay. And like I said, Charlotte and Oscar should probably be in the tag title hunt now because they won, even though they face each other later in the night. Ah. I'm not sure why they needed to win. To me, they probably should have lost and led to led to more of the friction later in the night. Where it could have been more like, hey, yeah, we're working as a team, and yeah, we won the match, but so what? Like, this is not what we're dealing with. So I actually liked it. I think it could have been more predictable had they lost and had there been that rough feathering between them. But the fact that they actually won, it's like, yeah, so we pulled this one off because the way that the finish happened with Asuka stealing that, you know, Charlotte was going to go for the moonsault, but then Asuka went in and got the pin. It was more of that stealing effort. So it was a different way to sort of get underneath uh, Charlotte's skin. So I actually liked that. And then I do want to add that I feel that I've become more of a fan of the Iconics like when they first were brought in I wasn't like too big on them I wasn't really a fan but as I've been seeing them uh, since their return back I feel that I've been liking them like a lot more and seeing them consistently featured on Raw I think has been pretty good for them Anakin JMT says finishes aside do you think Charlotte has better in-ring chemistry with Becky or Asuka here's the thing for a single match Becky because the the that one at Evolution was one of the best matches I've ever seen in my entire life. Consistently, I would have to say Asuka. Do you have a preference, Denise? You know what? It's For me, it's I just one. I love Charlotte so much. And this is not taking anything away from Asuka or Becky. I'm just simply focusing on Charlotte right now. I just feel that she is so incredible in the ring, in her promos, and everything that she does. So it's really hard for me because I love, especially right now, that the match with Asuka is so much more fresh in my ma- in my mind. But then you talk about this classic match that she had with Becky Lynch, and it's kind of like, well, I'm torn apart because I remember how I felt watching this match. And if I remember how I felt watching a certain match, that says a lot. So I don't have a preference. I love both her work with both Becky and Asuka. Uh, Tim Traver says, I got my bracelet today. Uh, we definitely wish you the best, buddy. We send our condolences to you and your family. Uh, Taryn Riddick says, chances that WWE tries to beat New Japan in bringing fans back to shows after New Japan's announcement tonight. It, it's not really up to WWE. It's up to really the states. As soon as the states will allow it, they'll do it, especially in Florida. And as we know, Florida is pretty open to doing some crazy shit. That's uh, true. <laughs> yeah. Azo Smith says, where is Bianca Belair and Shayna Baszler? Uh, stay tuned to FightfulSelect.com. I'll have that answer on there this week. I have been asking. But Shayna Baszler was tweeting about watching 90 Day Fiance during Raw tonight, Denise. Was she really? Yeah, she was. I thought it was funny That's as hell. sort of unexpected. Yeah, I thought it was sort very of unexpected. Funny. It's kind of those things where I guess <laughs> everybody's a fan of that show. Ugh, not me. No, not me either. Rob Wilkins <laughs> says, This Backlash Go Home show makes me want to stay home and watch paint dry. Am I right to think Raw is now is pre- more predictable now than ever? Quack, quack. Yes, somebody no, called No, I don't think so, actually. I felt like it was more predictable several months ago. I feel like now at least there's been some mix-up in certain matches. 
Yeah, I think it's poorly unpredictable right now. Like, when something unpredictable happens, I go, Ah, really? Did that need to happen? Ah. Well, I'll tell you guys what needs to happen. Need to check out my interviews with Joe Hendry and Zicky Dice. They are both up on Fightful.com right now. This week, I have an interview with Scott Norton dropping. And I think next week, I have Eric Bischoff dropping. Yeah, an hour plus. I'm going to post that early on Fightful Select for Tier 2 subscribers this week. So subscribe to FightfulSelect.com. Show them some love. I also post my live blogs up there for Tier 2 members. But all the pay-per-view are open to everybody. So Backlash, In Your House, AEW, all that good stuff. Uh, you get them all. <sighs> this Rey Mysterio promo. Fuck. So Seth Rollins takes Byron Saxon's spot in the booth, which makes me think he's a babyface. Because he kicked Byron Saxon out of the booth. <laughs> Mysterio says his prognosis is promising, but he's not sure what the future holds. And then he, he goes, when I'm cleared, <laughs> when I'm cleared, I'm going to get you in the ring. And I'm not going to wait until the end of the match to do the 619. I'm going to do it to you as soon as the bell rings, Seth. And I'm like, well... Why don't, why that wouldn't would you be just, a pretty interesting layout. <laughs> like, why, why wouldn't you just do that anyway? Why don't you do that all the damn time then? If that's your answer to this. Oh. And he, so last week, damn you, Seth Rollins. This week, it's Seth, you son of a bitch. Yeah, thank you. I was about to bring that up. I was waiting to see if you were going to bring that line up because the yes. way he delivered it, I don't know what it was. It was almost like... I, it's, it's like it's not him like it's not Rey Mysterio like that's his line but it just it it came across like if I, I don't know like if I were saying it like you, you know it, it just didn't come across like if it was like authentically him so it came across as funny uh as throwback 27 says by the way check out his podcast guys every Tuesday night he says line of the night <laughs> Ray calling Seth a son of a bitch that was <laughs> like he's cursed more over the last two weeks than he has in his entire career. And then Seth invites Ray and Dominic to Raw next week. But the highlight of this, Denise, was Alistair Black flying oh, yeah. over the table. Throwback 27. Again, check out his podcast every Tuesday. Says, with Black coming out of nowhere like an RKO before the commercial, the match and what happened after. If Ray isn't back anytime soon, is Black the next opponent for Seth again? Or do they wait till Ray returns? I think we get, I think we get Alistair Black first and i think ray costs seth the match that way they can both save a little bit of face but what do you think um i could definitely see that happening especially especially if you want to keep building uh his feud with ray mysterio and it's funny because i was re-watching the re the little video gif whatever you want to call it on social media about when alistair black like literally just jumped on him and i was like replay 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 and if you notice Seth Rollins didn't even flinch. I don't know why, but I was completely impressed yeah. by that. Because I was like, someone snaps in my face, blinks the wrong way, I will flinch. So I felt that that was pretty funny. People keep calling for a Blue Chew segue. And I don't think it's appropriate, Denise. I think we've reached a fork in the road. That's so sad. It's an end of an era. Maybe, maybe. I mean, we do talk about forking an awful lot on this show, Denise. Um, I'm not even going to pretend I know that forking is a thing. You really? I mean, you it's can. Like, you it's can. like forking. It's like spooning, right? Oh no! Because if you're spooning, boy, do I have something for you. Magicspoon.com. Oh, that's right, my friends. My favorite cereal is now a sponsor of the Fightful Wrestling Podcast. Earlier this year. When I got I got booked for a wrestling event, I was like, damn, I got to get in shape. I got to get in shape. I got to change my diet. One of the first changes that I made was Magic Spoon. It's got, uh, it's got the cereal, the flavors that you all love, but it's got way more protein, way less carbs. And growing up, cereal was one of the best parts of being a kid. But, you know, when, when you sit down and you eat a bowl of cereal, it's never one bowl of cereal. 
And it's it's never it's never the portion size that they recommend. Denise, I am always getting this giant bowl, and then I'm like, oh damn, I'm not even full. I'm not even full. So what do I do? I go and fill it up again. Next thing you know, I'm about 800 calories and about 75 carbs in, and that ain't the case with our boys at Magic Spoon. I've been trying to cut down on carbs, sugar, unhealthy food, all that stuff, and I I realize I can't eat a lot of the things that I used to like now that I'm a bit older, and uh, this stuff is great. Zero sugar, 12 grams of protein, only 3 grams of net carbs in each serving, and they have four flavors in their awesome variety pack that I ordered last week. Cocoa, fruity, frosted, and blueberry. One of those, it's, it's... Flavors that you all are familiar with, that you all grew up with. And you can check them out in their variety pack. Go to magicspoon.com slash Fightful and grab that variety pack and try it today. Use the promo code Fightful at checkout to get free shipping. I've been tearing through my uh, cocoa this week. And the good thing about that is one bowl of the recommended amount actually fills me up because of all the protein in it. It's it's hearty. It's wonderful. I love it. It's keto-friendly, gluten-free, grain-free, soy-free, low-carb, GMO-free. They're so confident in their product, it's backed with a 100% happiness guarantee. So you don't like them for any reason. They'll refund your money. No questions asked. Don't fork off. Go get some Magic Spoon. Denise had no idea that Segway was coming. No, I didn't, but I'm really happy that it went this direction, you know? I mean, I'm I'm very proud because I didn't I didn't tell Denise that we were sponsored by Magic no, Spoon. That's why I was so happy. I, I felt <laughs> I felt like I contributed. I was like, oh my god, I you contributed did. it into this transition. I feel so special. I was just gonna do the normal blue chew fake out and then you said spoon and I was like, Oh my gosh. Oh <laughs> I go I, for it. I I was like more like magic swoon after you hit me with that segue. My God, that was wonderful. Anakin JMT says, shout out to Denise for giving Sean the perfect segue without meaning to. By the way, Sean, my son claims the chocolate cereal has a weird aftertaste, but I don't think so. What do you think? I don't think so. I love it. I love it. It's a little bit puffy, and it's got that cocoa flavor. It's my favorite by far, but I did tear into my my Frosted this week as well because I know that once my wife gets a hold of it, she'll eat all that, and I won't get any, so... Got into that too. I love the taste. I love the flavors. Uh, they they do have other flavors, but I want to encourage you guys to check out the variety pack right now. Sangry Vampire says Denise and Sean for best tag team. We we do kind of dominate that. We I mean between your your reactions and my segues, like come on. I try to support. I don't want to get in between your perfect lining. So I was like, okay, I will just sit here and react. And I never know what you're going to say. So, like, it's always, like, brand new to me. So it's, like, all brand new information. Like, I've been sold on a lot of the stuff that you've been talking about on here. So Alistair Black and Humberto Carrillo beat the Disciples. Uh, Murphy and Alistair Black have great chemistry in the ring, but I don't need to see them wrestle anymore for a little while. Let's give them a break, but... Uh, Black helps Humberto do a suicide dive. Black Mass, that's a wrap. But then after the match, Rollins comes out to Rey Mysterio's theme in a mask to distract them. And they beat down Aleister Black. Did you have any thoughts, feelings, emotions on this, Denise? So, like, first of all, I feel that, okay, so we all know that Aleister Black has some impressive kicks, but I swear, every single time I see them, it's still, like, new and impressive to me over and over again. So, right away, that was one of the things that I thought about during this match. Uh, It was a fast match, but so overall, it was fine. It was, you know, nothing much else to say. Um, In terms of the beatdown, I just kind of feel like it's the same thing that we've been seeing every week. So, I wasn't uh, really feeling like it was anything really new or special to say, you know, because they've been doing that. So that's pretty much just what I thought. Our dude throwback 27 says super trap train coming through for, from SmackDown review to here. Got you are got to get your fightful gear. I'll be getting mine. Are you? Yeah, we've got new shirts up on, uh, on shop.fightful.com, including a good shirt, pal. Very excited about that. He says, do you think anyone from NXT will show up at backlash? I don't think so. Maybe, Maybe a debut, maybe a disciple or something. Do you think we'll see Riddle, Chelsea Green, or Dijak at Backlash, Denise? 
I would like to see something like that because I feel that a lot of people aren't as hyped for this pay-per-view as they should be or not as they should be, but you know, they, they're not as hyped is what I'm trying to say here. So I think that having something like that would sort of, you know, get people to actually watch a little bit more. Some people that aren't interested. Throwback says, what did Denise think of the Bengals Jersey? I don't think Denise is hip to that. Uh, we we made an agreement with Throwback, a Patriots fan. Oh, I saw that. Yeah. I saw the picture. Yeah, yeah, I saw that. He had to wear the jersey. Yeah, because Gronk lost the 24-7 title. And he says... Yeah, I remember that. Yeah. He says, I had to pay the piper. Sean is having a blast from it. I think deep down he really likes it. I think he's happy that he got, that he got to do that. Matt J. Yeah, Hendricks... I'm not going in a bet with you. I'll end Matt- up with a Kanye shirt. <laughs> Matt J. Hendricks says, is New Japan going to strip Moxley of the U.S. title? They might have to uh, if he can't travel over there. I mean, it's not really his fault. He, he can't do that. But it is WWE's fault that they named a match the greatest wrestling match of all time. Ugh. And Joe Beck says, why in the world are they calling Edge versus Orton the greatest match ever? It sets up for nothing but failure. Well, you know what it also sets up? Anytime you type in Greatest wrestling match of all time in Google. WWE Backlash 2020 is going to come up. Edge versus Randy Orton is going to come up. Denise, I hate to admit it, but it is a little genius. Yeah, my CEO heart is very, very happy and proud of that. It wasn't what I was expecting. I didn't know that was the reason that they were doing this. So when when you told me about it, I was actually pretty impressed by that. And it's just something that I personally would have never thought about. But there you go. Yeah. Um, Throwback27 says, is Denise a heel today or a face tonight? Because Sean is a heel on Quizzlemania. Warren is a face on Fightful. So what what is Denise? What what do you consider yourself? I tread the lines. <laughs> yeah, fair. It kind of just depends, I fair. guess. Although I do like being a heel, but I do get scared afterwards like going on Twitter cuz like I'm always afraid of like what will happen. Yeah. Well, Throwback also says the Peep Show mom comment ties into a Bluetooth segment after Christian saying stuff about Edge's mom. I wouldn't do that. Edge's mom has since passed. But Randy Orton indicates that he might be on the peep show tonight, too. And Christian gave Ed some tough love tonight, Denise. He oh, sa- yeah, he did. This wasn't what I was expecting. What What did you expect going into this? I thought, like, okay, he's going to come in. They're going to reminisce. It's going to be, like, friendly. Like, hey, bro, you got this. Yeah, you got this. You're going to do it. Whatever. You know, I don't have the exact verbatim for this. But I thought it was going to be more of... Uh, more of like a good time, best friend sort of thing, like a happy mood. But I, there was no really happy mood. It was it was intense. Well, Christian says that Edge is running on fumes, and <laughs> that even in his prime, working the greatest wrestling match of all time would have been a stretch. And Edge says, "Do you know how much pressure this puts on me?" And to me, it's hard for me to feel bad for him because it's it's a thing where we're all like. Yeah, it was a dumb idea anyway. Like, I'm not going to feel bad for Edge in this scripted promo because WWE made a dumb decision. Not a dumb decision, but put a dumb moniker on there. But Christian has a great line. He says that if Adam is going to show up instead of Edge, he just needs to go home. And he brings up Edge's mother and says she'll be there in spirit. Orton's tired of hearing everything and says he's going to send Edge back home to his wife and kids and his redemption story is over. I thought this kicked ass, Denise. Yeah, this was good in terms of, first of all, Edge's facial expressions. Like, he was selling it, man. Like, he looked like he was really taken aback by Christian. And Christian was really getting in his face like a true friend would. And I like the lines about the mom because, you know, that's obviously a real-life situation. And, you know, watching the documentary that they had on the network, you know, if you watch that, I sort I sort of think that this one line sort of elevates that because there is that scene in the documentary where Christian and he are going through, uh, you know, through the box of Edge's memories that his mom left him. And so because of that, like, I automatically connected those two things together. And I felt that it made, it elevated that specific line a lot more, uh, in my opinion, to that. And then one of the things that I also noticed this week is that prior to this, they weren't necessarily mentioning the pressure that 
came along with having this match billed as the greatest wrestling match ever. I feel like this is really the first week that we've been hearing about it on Raw. You know, Edge mentioned it, Kurt Angle mentioned it, and I, I believe Orton mentioned it as well. I, I might be wrong mm-hmm. on that one, but I know they mentioned it a lot more, but I don't recall them mentioning this last week unless I forgot. But I just thought, okay, well, obviously this is something that everybody, you know, on this Twitterverse and all of that is talking about, so might as well sort of acknowledge it on the show. Yeah, I agree. Drew Nicholas says there will probably be 50 or 60 matches in WWE this year greater, better than the greatest wrestling match ever. I was I was talking with Louie Dangor of WrestleTalk, and he said that, that he had heard that it went as a straight-up wrestling match, and I was just told no shenanigans. So apparently they, they tried to have one. Anakin JMT says, Edge in his prime could have been in the greatest match ever, especially if he was working Undertaker. WrestleMania to SummerSlam 2008 was amazing. Oh, I definitely think that that Edge would have been capable of that. To me, to me that the torch was almost handed off, although it was years different. Like, my favorite in-ring p- performer for a decade was Edge. By the numbers, my favorite is probably Kenny Omega. It's like it went from one blonde Canadian to the next. I, I think he would have been capable in his prime, Denise. Yeah, and see, here's the thing, though. When people talk about greatest wrestling match ever, I just feel like, what what are we talking about here? Are we talking about, like, you know, specifically right now in this conversation, are we just talking about WWE per se, or are we talking about all promotions? Because as we know, WWE style is different from New Japan style, so sure. you can't really compare the two. So that's why, for me, it's very far-fetched to say greatest wrestling match ever. And even if it was, nobody ever agrees on anything. I mean, a match could literally be the best thing you ever saw and it could be mediocre to me and in terms of like my favorite record uh i mean sorry wrestlers workers you mentioned edge like for me when i think greatest all time i think kurt angle you know so it like everybody thinks differently maurice says glad new japan is back hopefully we get a sasha versus oscar title program one day god i would love a sasha oscar program the matches there geez that's one i didn't even realize hasn't been done to death that would rule. The attitude and sass in between the both of them, just character-wise alone. Yeah. Matt J. Hendricks says, Did you catch the Bray Wyatt-esque video that Tamina tweeted out but was quickly deleted? Did you see that? She was in an I asylum. It was pretty good. Best thing, okay. best vignette I've seen. I assume that she produced it herself. I assume. She's been doing more of that of late. So, uh, I'm I'm for it. Take Take it into your own hands. I wish she wouldn't have deleted it. Oh, it work for some people, so might as well. The decathlon, Denise. Yay, my favorite part of the show. <laughs> oh, I didn't I like this. I found out some interesting stuff during this, which I'll mention afterwards. What did you, what did you think about this? Um, it was one of those segments where it was very easy to space out yeah. completely. And I, and obviously I don't want to do that, but you know, when you're watching something and you're like, Oh, I need to pay attention to this because I know this is going to be good. I didn't feel that way with the decathlon. And even when it started, it was like, I was watching one thing. And then all of a sudden it was like, Oh, we're on to the next sport and we're on to the next activity or whatever you want to call it. And I was like, Oh, okay. And it just kind of felt like it was just one thing after another that I just wasn't really feeling. I feel like. The editing here did not do them any favors. I thought it was the cuts were too abrupt and too quick. And I bet a director's cut or a full length or the outtakes would be a lot funnier and better because the ingredients involved. I swear to God, they took Viking Raiders from one of the most over teams, super popular. They burned out every matchup with them. And now they're trying to turn them into the freaking Highlanders from like 12 years ago. (laughs) That's what they're trying to do. So here's what happens. There's a sword fight that didn't happen. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Because it's too dangerous. Montez beats Ivar in a 1600 meter. Angelo Dawkins shoots a very bad actor in the foot. Like his, it, he was bad. Street Profits win Flip Cup. Viking Raiders don't know how to do hurdles. There's stick fighting. There's a dance off where Montez dances to HBK's theme. Ivar dances to Fandango's. That seemed to get the best reaction. That was, was the best part just because yeah. everybody likes the HBK song. <laughs> For sure. That's literally why. For sure. Uh, by the way, guys, search on YouTube. Vince Russo sing- singing Shawn Michaels' theme song. Give us those clicks. I got him to do that once. Uh, it just, this wasn't good. There was an eating competition and a pole vault. These are not good. And I can't bring up how they want these to be Matt Hardy versus MVP anymore because I say it every week. These aren't as good. I didn't like these. And Anakin JMT says, Denise not liking turkey legs. Definitely is a heel move. I agree. I love turkey legs. Hold on. That was not what I said. My tweet was misconstrued, okay? Mm. I only like turkey legs if they are bacon-wrapped with ketchup, which, by the way— Ketchup? Yeah, thank you. Okay, apparently it's not a thing. I had no idea, and everybody in my comment section was like, you like turkey legs with ketchup? And I'm like, wait, people don't do this? So apparently that was the thing that I found out. People do not like ketchup on their turkey legs, so, and that's brand new information to me. Do you mean like his big-ass turkey legs, right? Yeah, like okay. I rip off the piece, and then yeah, like sure. I dip it in ketchup, and that's Ugh. how I eat it. Bacon like, wrapped. I don't bite it off. Bacon wrapped, I bet, would be good. No, if I get a turkey leg, I'm going to eat it like a savage. That's just what I'm going to do. Uh, Anakin JMT says, Can WWE continue the Nickelodeon vibes they started Friday and have Street Profits and Viking Raiders compete on a Nick game show that has to be more entertaining than what they've been doing? That ties into Drew Nicholas's super chat where he says, Next week, Viking Profits versus or Vikings versus Street Profits, Legends of the Hidden Temple, look out for the Temple Guards. I would love them doing, like, Double Dare or Nickelodeon Guts or something like that. That would be way funnier than the stuff that they're filming. I just don't think they have access to those facilities at this point. So that's what's preventing that. And I had people asking about injuries and stuff. I have not heard of any injuries of Street Profits and Viking Raiders. Obviously, the Raiders are fine. What do you think about how could they switch this up? Should they just abandon this at this point? You either abandon it or make it really cool because I'm that person that likes to watch those game shows. Like, I watch Ellen's Game of Games, and I like those because you see people get put in, like, really – like, they're real games that they're actually playing. So you either got to go full on that way or just don't do it. Throwback 27, check out his podcast on Tuesday, says, Some of the legends say that Edge will win except for Flair. Do you think that this match will go the other way? against public opinion, or is it possible that this match lives up to the massive hype they're building? I I don't think it'll live up to the massive hype that they're building. I don't think this will be the greatest wrestling match of all time. But I think most of the, the legends know they're not going to bring Edge back to just beat him. But I could see him end up losing this match still to have something to overcome. What about you, Denise? What do you think about it? Well, I mean, we're going to make our predictions, but do you, what percentage chance are you giving Orton here? I think Orton will definitely win, but okay. it's not going to be a clean finish. Okay. Top contender match for the U.S. title. Andrade defeated Angel Garza and Kevin Owens. This match ruled. Uh, Andrade and Garza interrupted a bad Apollo Crews promo. This was not good. He was struggling. But Owens attacked them, and we got a really good match, Denise. I like this a lot. Yeah, I did too. Right off the bat, Kevin Owens kicked it off fast, just like he did last week. Fast-paced match, and uh, just took a lot of energy. And all of them, they all brought something fast. Like, there wasn't a dull moment in this match that had me, you know, thinking about something else. No, I was actually invested in this match, watching every single thing that these guys did. So, hey, kudos to them, because I actually did enjoy this. Yep, um... 
Uh, throwback 27, I assume... Oh, he was talking about the Viking Raiders Prophets. He said, that segment was garbage. I could ran on, but I put Shine Down 45 on my headset just to drown out this being so horrifying. Get this off my TV now. I, yeah, I didn't... Wasn't... I, the difference between that segment and this triple threat match was nuts. Uh, it didn't take long for Andrade and Garza to turn on each other, but then they knocked over Zelina along the way. Uh, there was a, a Bam Bam Bomb on... On Andrade, on Garza's leg, and I was very glad that Garza didn't get hurt. But the, this match having stakes, Denise, and the winner facing Apollo Crews Sunday, it made it so much more interesting to me. And not only that, also, like, seeing the back-and-forth action between Andrade and Angel Garza, you know, we already know these two guys are chemistry, and they're they're very charismatic and that they're talented. But just seeing them work together with each other was kind of like, I can't wait for this to be like a full-blown uh, storyline feud between both of these guys because when they do go full-blown all-out on it, which it seems like they're going that direction, maybe, um, I feel like it's going to be real really really awesome because like it's just straight fire with both of these yeah and this match like i said it was on fire it was really good uh, a good frog splash a breathtaking uh, missile drop kick from garza they go at it and then uh owens hit a tope con Hilo. but owens hit garza with a stunner andrade steals the pin eloquent asks the question why won't this andrade and cruz program ever end i agree i would have rather it been garza at this point, I've seen Andrade and Cruz. It'll now be three consecutive months they've had singles matches. Love both of their work. Love their work together. I get it that it's a rubber match. It's just, man, give me something different for the pay-per-view. Yeah, I honestly just feel that because they're going to stay with Apollo, that it's probably just that's the reason why and they didn't want to have Garza lose out on this opportunity. Jamie Aguilar says, any chance Zelina starts to manage Alistair now that Andrade and Garza seemingly done. Their YouTube is super popular now. It could be fun. I don't see that happening. I don't see Zelina managing Alistair Black. I think he's a loner. And I don't think she's done with Andrade and Garza. She scolded both of them backstage. So I, I don't think they're done at all, Denise. No, and they've been more... They've had more of friction in their stable than they have, you know, good moments. So they, they Zelina definitely has to get things under control there. Rob Wilkinson to Super Chat to lead us into our next segment. He says, MVP, the first one to pro wear a pro wrestling t-shirt on WWE TV. No, there have been a lot that wear um, that wear Hawkins and Ryder shirts and something to wrestle shirts. There have been a few. But Drew is backstage with the Viking Raiders and they're cutting a rug and making jokes. Ugh. But backstage, MVP is talking about Lashley's full Nelson. Our truth is around hiding from 24-7 challengers. And Lashley pops up and puts him in a full Nelson. He should have brought a ref, Denise. He'd be champion now. That was kind of messed up. I felt bad for our truth He didn't deserve that. Came and came out of nowhere. Yeah. <laughs> MVP comes out for the VIP lounge. And didn't go for the bout, so. Yeah, MVP introduces the uh, supreme athlete with the most devastating finishing move. And Drew McIntyre interrupts him. Says that's his intro. And as he's about to attack MVP, Lashley shows up. But so do Street Profits and Viking Raiders. And it leads to this tag match. And the, the Drew stuff before, I'm like, fine, whatever. Did you think anything specific about that? Did you? It was just there. I, to feel, me. I just feel like I think it's been like two consecutive weeks where we've had too many talk shows. Like, we got to pick one. You know, it's a peep show and then that's it. But I feel like we had too many talk shows. I'm completely with you. And this tag match was just there was just there, and it was long. Ivar got a hot tag. He suicide-dived MVP and Lashley while they were talking to Street Profits. But we see Lana backstage, and she says that this is going to be the year of Lana, and MVP is leeching off of her Bobby, but she respects uh, Bobby's wishes and said that she's focusing on her Bobby more than her own career. You think we're going to see her wrestle more? 
I don't know. I really don't know. Every time I try to think that I know where this is going, I've completely yeah. been brought back to the exact same point where I was today. That's why when this, like, when Drew McIntyre even started talking about Lana and Bobby Lashley's friction, I was like, no, stay out of it. Do not incorporate it. Do not continue to incorporate it on here. Um, but I do want to say this, though. For the actual match itself, I felt that Samoa Joe did a great job at putting over Bobby Lashley and he he was just talking about like uh, you know the current version of Bobby Lashley and you know how great he is and you know this is the you know everything that he's had and he's putting it out there I don't remember the exact verbatim of what he said but I just kept thinking man in those couple of seconds he did so much to continue elevating everything that they've been doing with Bobby Lashley so yeah. far so that that was uh, something that actually stood out to me uh, during this match. So, because they've been in segments with the Street Profits for nine years in a row, I assume Viking Raiders are the top contenders. But they just got beat by MVP and Bobby Lashley. So I'm like, well, why aren't Bobby Lashley and MVP in the conversation now? Well, why not? Because Lashley's competing for the world title. Why aren't Asuka and Charlotte? Well, because Asuka's the champion. Okay, okay, I guess that doesn't make sense, but... That's also why you get teams like the Revival hitting the bricks, because they cared about the tag team division. So Lashley puts the, the full Nelson on Ivar as well after he beats Eric. The Street Profits go to pull him off, and Drew hits a Claymore. I thought... I, I, I Lashley is doing great at what he's doing. But I feel, feel like some of this creative is uninspired. And I felt like dragging Lashley and Drew into this drivel of Viking Raiders and Street Profits, I would have kept them far away from that. Any right. thoughts? Uh, the only reason why it didn't bother me so much is because of the outcome and how Bobby yeah. Lashley ended up looking. At the end, yeah, maybe I wouldn't have necessarily put this together myself, but at the end of the match, I was impressed by Bobby Lashley. And if that was the goal, then I think the goal succeeded in terms of, hey, I'm looking at Bobby Lashley. I'm thinking, you know, I'm hearing these rumors. I don't know what's going to happen. Come backlash. Uh, Drew McIntyre really kind of, you know, he had the the I'm sort of concerned face. And I just felt that overall he did seem to look at Bobby Lashley like he was an actual contender for him and for his title. So because of that, um, it didn't bother me too much. Yeah, and if there's one thing positive I can take away from this too, I always complain that heels always have strength in numbers and all these friends, but they're assholes, but the baby faces never do. Tonight, the baby faces had strength in numbers. They're all friendly with each other, and it made sense. So I do like that it made sense. Main event time, and it was a good one until the finish. But Charlotte's backstage complaining about Asuka, and Asuka dances onto the screen. And Charlotte says, do you take anything seriously? And Asuka slapped her and said, yes. That ruled. <laughs> that was so good. I was it's all always Oscar's always adding so much. Like it's just it's the little stuff with her. I can't yeah. put it over enough. Matt J. Hendricks says, When are the raw tag titles gonna be defended? If it's this Sunday after Viking Raiders lost, oh, I'll be frustrated. Pfft, I don't know. When when are the Olympics finally gonna happen? Next year? That's when. Probably. Reminder guys, you still have some time to get your super chats in. We're gonna get our predictions after this match. And we got a lot for this main event. Korosami1997 says, Does WWE have a problem with Charlotte taking the pin? It sure seems like it, Denise. You think so? Yeah. And I, Triple H is saying, Oh, it'll make sense in three or four months. I saw I'd, that. I'd like for it to make sense all the time. You know what? I don't know because I do like the idea of, you know, WWE does get the criticism for obviously doing things on the fly, not thinking things through. You know, we've all heard the criticism that they get for the storyline. So when I actually read that Triple H said, oh, down the line three to four months from now, this is all going to make sense. I was like, yes, you know what? I'm here for that. I'm here for the long-term planning and the long-term goals at the end of the day. So I'm excited to see when that will happen and if I will notice it right away, if it's something that I'm actually going to catch. Well, this match ruled. Bailey and Sasha are on commentary. They're hilarious. And the chemistry between Charlotte and Asuka is off the charts. It's unbelievable. There's a moonsault off the barricade. Great leg work. 
Um, there, there's another big brute on the apron, off the top rope. There's, there's just a lot of them. Uh, during this period, the Iconics are behind the glass. They show up, attack Sasha and Bailey. They do the fall from grace on Bailey and the announcer's table. But I'm like, it's so counterproductive to have them lose in the first match of the night and then show up and beat the champion's ass later that night. Like, they're mad. Maybe that could be the explanation I'm for that. Sure, so but it's just you're not going to want to get revenge on them. Probably, I would. I'd be like, man, why can't they ever just keep somebody strong? Which I mean, hey, the iconics that the whole thing is that they're not strong. So maybe that, maybe that's it. Maybe it's that they're not strong and they don't deserve the tag titles. We'll see. I, I reserve my judgment. Uh, Charlotte does a spear onto Oscar after a great back and forth, but it's a two count. And then we get Nia coming out, and then we get the old fuck finish, and Charlotte gets the win. This this would have been rated even higher for me if the shitty finish didn't happen. You could see it happening from a mile away. So I guess, first of all, I'll start off by saying that this was one of the best Raw main event matches that we've seen in a long time. I thought it was really good. Like, they actually went out there and, you know, put together a match that felt special. It wasn't just like, oh, this is just Raw and not in front of a real audience. No, they actually went out there and they put the work. And so with that being said, like... Um, obviously we talked about this at the top of the show that Charlotte and Asuka always put together amazing matches. So no matter what platform they're on, no matter whether it's a pay-per-view, non-pay-per-view, whatever stage it is, they're going to go ahead and put a, you know, a higher caliber match. So we know that the bar has been raised for them. And if they do anything less than what they've done in the past, obviously the fans will be like, what the heck? So first of all, I liked all of that. And here's the thing, though, is that I kind of forgot about Nia Jax and all of this. Like, my mind was just so focused on Charlotte and Asuka that I forgot the big match was with, with Nia Jax in it for Backlash. So with the finish, yeah, it wasn't my favorite, but in terms for focusing solely on backlash, I felt that it did contribute to it, contribute to that because at least now Asuka has more of a reason to be upset at Nia Jax, where prior to that she had really she had earned this match at uh you know for backlash, and yeah she talked some shit on Asuka, but other than that there was nothing more anything special. So at least now this sort of gives it a little bit something more. Because I had completely forgotten about Naya. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, that's the thing. It became so much about Charlotte and Asuka that people kind of forgot about Naya. But if, if that's any saving grace, it leads me to think that Asuka's probably going to win Sunday. We got a lot of super chats on this one. Keep sending them in, guys. I want to thank you guys for all the generous super chats tonight. Throwback27 says, I guess Byron and Tom <laughs> were substitutes for Michael Coley's. Because... Uh, Bailey said, Byron, you're stupider than Michael Cole. Tom must watch our matches, or Tom, watch our matches, watch the product. They are really good heels, Denise. And they just wanted some snacks, and I agree with that. Why isn't there snacks at the commentary table? There should be <laughs> snacks. Well, when when CM Punk had his diet soda there, John Cena knocked it over. So, there Throwback 27, uh, sa- actually we'll say that towards the end so we can talk about this segment still. Eloquent says, Asuka kicked out before three. It certainly looked like there was some either some miscommunication or she was meant to kick out like that, Denise. Did you see that? Yeah, it was definitely noticeable. For a second, I thought maybe Charlotte pulled away too soon, but maybe my eye level was on Charlotte instead of Asuka. So I kind of noticed that there was a hesitation there. Throwback 27, check out his podcast on Tuesday, says, If you think about women's rivalries for this generation, Asuka and Charlotte have to be compared to Trish and Lita in their primes. It's amazing to see them work and how dominant they have both been. There Will there be a match at SummerSlam between them? I think so. I think that Sasha Bailey, Charlotte Asuka are the SummerSlam matches that, that I think should be set and marquee matches and leonza duncan says for this booking to work they better have oscar tap out charlotte at SummerSlam. i'm a huge charlotte fan but hated this finish this better pay off what do you think do you think we see that match at SummerSlam, and do you think we get oscar winning it i think it has to be oscar because i mean obviously i'm a big charlotte flair fan but i think the general consensus is that people feel that she's getting all of the victories or whatnot that it's pretty much a showcase of charlotte 
over and over. And I think people really want to see um, Asuka fulfill her full potential as champion versus instead of just being like, oh, you're just put in the spot because Becky Lynch got pregnant and you got the belt. So because of that, like we need to give Asuka her full blown, you know, moment with the belt and actually have like a really good uh, title reign. And Dev W, a big thank you. He says, ending my birthday with you guys. Thanks for all that you do. Hey, thank you for being here. And says, if Charlotte and Asuka is the SummerSlam plan, why beat the match to death now? I don't disagree with that. But WWE's line of thinking is, well, it wasn't a clean finish. So it's like it didn't get done to death. Well, it did because it just went 20 minutes, Denise. Yeah, I mean, unless they add something to it. I mean, what, we're still, like, we're still quite a bit away. I'm trying to think. I'm like, what, what year? Months. We're still in June. Two and a half months. barely in June, so we still have oh, quite a bit of time till SummerSlam. So, hey, I, I don't know that. If they are, it has to be, there has to be something to really hold that, hold that through. Jamie Aguilar says, why does WWE keep insulting our intelligence with this Asuka never beating Charlotte thing? She literally beat her November 25th. On Raw last year after a green mist, LOL at this botch ending. I don't think it was botched. I think it was supposed to happen the way that it did, but I will find out. Um, WWE loves to do that. They love to rewrite history, even when it's transparent. Like, they did that with Bailey for a while, Denise. They were like, she's held the title a year, even though she really hadn't. Does, does that bother you when they do that, or are you just okay with it? You know, I think I maybe sort of sometimes... Because here's the thing, when you keep hearing things over and over, and if you keep saying this, at some point, I'm going to forget. I'm going to be like, all right, this is what they're telling me. This is what I'm going to take. This is what I'm going to soak in. And this is the mentality that I'm going to go into with this match. So maybe that's just me like being forgetful. And there's <laughs> obviously things that you don't forget. So I think it really depends. If it's something that I'm easily going to forget, then all right, whatever. But if it's something that obviously happened and everybody remembered and was hugely talked about, then that's different. I'm opposite. It pisses me the hell off. Joe See, Beck. There's two different ways. Thank you. Joe Beck says, time to remove the green from Oscar's face. I don't think so. I think it's fine. Fine. Yeah, definitely not. I mean, she just looks cool. You can't take that away from her. It's hard to look cool. It's hard to look different. So if, you, if you've got something and it's working, keep it. Reminder, guys, leave a thumbs up. Subscribe if you haven't. Uh, the Line Drive said, That main event broke me in terms of watching Raw. Good show, but Raw in general feels directionless and constant matches booked that can't finish or end up clean. It's too frequent for me. Great main event, but it was ruined for me. It's hard for me to disagree with that. It's either the same match over and over again, or it's screwy finishes, Denise. We talk about it all the time. Right. And I mean, here's the thing is that right now, obviously, given the circumstances, I guess there's two train of thoughts in terms of how to go with any wrestling show. Do you, you know, put on your stuff that, you know, the, you know, you don't put on the hottest matches or the hottest feuds because you don't have the crowds right now? Do you do that and, you know, keep people entertained and engaged in that way? Or, I mean, sorry, excuse me. Do you not put on your best stuff and, you know, risk losing viewers and have the ratings keep going down? Or do you, A, go out and put all your best stuff that you had planned and, you know, keep that audience there? I don't know. It's just like two different. I see pros and cons for both of those reasons. But obviously, this is just focused on the coronavirus right now. Obviously, we know that people had the same exact, um, you know, comment prior to this. So I guess it really just depends on how you want to look at it. Azo Smith says, can I get the number to Sasha's stylist? Because that outfit she wears has become the true messiah. Yeah, uh, she's been killing it lately. Killing it lately with all her gear. I mean, she wrestled in joggers a few weeks ago and, and did great. Did awesome. The Line Drive says, wish we had more Michael Cole and commentary for more Bailey-Cole interaction. Actually, that's from Anakin. Yeah, I love the Bailey-Michael Cole stuff, Denise. Do you catch much of that on SmackDown? Yeah, I like it as well because I feel like any time where I can actually be engaged and genuinely entertained with what's going on on commentary, I call that a win. Maurice says, hope WWE booked Charlotte and Asuka at Extreme Rules with Asuka getting her win back. I think that's for SummerSlam. I think it's for SummerSlam. Uh, and Matt J. Hendricks says, so leave Shayna off SummerSlam? I'd rather see Asuka versus Shayna than Charlotte in a title match. Just because that's how WWE often books things does not mean that Shayna cannot have a match at SummerSlam. 
you can have a non-title match at SummerSlam. That's allowed to happen. Just because WWE doesn't do it doesn't mean that's necessary. But uh, Maurice also says, as we as we get to the end of the the super chats, do you see AEW making Kota Ibushi an offer once his deal is up next year? Yeah, I do. I think they at least got to try to make the offer. Korosami says, does Becky come back? I don't back? think he'll accept it, though. He might not. I mean, it depends on, on how things are with Kenny at that time and, and his dedication to New Japan. Uh, we got one from, I think it was Korosami that said, does Becky come back as a blonde at Mania 37? I think so, Denise. What about you? I don't know if she'll be back full time, but I think she'll appear at WrestleMania. Wait, okay, so repeat that. You said blonde? Yeah. You, did you see her hair this weekend? No, I didn't. What did I miss? More Man, natural, more natural hair color on her Instagram. Oh, okay. I need to go and look at that because I did You're, not see that. You should have had um, a video so up on this by that. now. What's wrong? You yeah, should. No, clearly I'm out of the loop here. I was like, what? <laughs> Why am I updating you on celebrity hairstyles, Denise? Come on. I know. I'm sorry. Shame on me. Um, that was that one took me by surprise. So I think it really depends. I would have to look at it and like think about it. Uh, Jamie Aguilar says, any scoops on the U.S. and NXT championship redesigns? Hoping the NXT one will be bigger. Uh, yeah, that's what I heard was that it was bigger. Uh, the U.S. title I heard was a new design, but I haven't seen or heard anything of it since then. Uh, Throwback27 has the last couple of super chats here. He says, hypothetically, if WWE brought Fight Pit to the main roster, if you had to pick for Raw and SmackDown in the pit, who would you pick? Did you see this match on NXT a couple weeks ago? I did. I I enjoyed it. To me, it's pretty simple. Matt Riddle, Brock Lesnar in the fight pit is what I would want. You think that would happen, though? I feel like it's one of those things where those matches where you really... We all have those dream matches that we really, really want to happen, and we kind of think they're possible, but mm-hmm. what if they're not? Or, like, there's always, like, I feel like that one is, like, you just never know what direction it might go. Like, I would want to see it, obviously, yeah. but I don't know if we're lucky enough. I think we would see it. I think this is me. This is me just spitballing. I think Paul Heyman knew exactly what he was doing. I think that he knew that Brock Lesnar would go up to Matt Riddle and say, Piss off, little man. We're never working together. I think that he knew that Matt Riddle would be like, tough shit, bro. Maybe we are, maybe we aren't. And not back down from Brock. And I think he knew that that would mean, that would say a lot to Brock. But we'll see how that goes. Uh, we also have a super chat from Patrick Johnson. He says, AJ versus Brian will be more of a classic than Edge versus Orton. I've heard that it was an awesome one, Denise. Heard that it's awesome. I'm... I'm- Look, given who they are, I do not expect anything less of that. So I can't even consider myself shocked or surprised that you're saying that. Throwback 27 with a super chat. With Orton possibly ending things with Edge, could Randy Orton's next opponent possibly be Tommaso Ciampa? After the Twitter feud we've seen them have, I don't think so. I don't think it is. I mean, I'm... Usually when Orton does stuff like that, it's not as in character as most people think. He tends to share his pretty raw thoughts on on uh, everything on social media. But what do you think, Denise? I mean, I'm not going to sit here and tell you that's not something that I would want to see. Because definitely I would, but I don't see it happening. We had a few more slide in. Somebody says... Uh, or Matt J. Hendricks says, Black versus Nakamura for the fight pit. I would love that. That's a good one. Azo Smith. That is a good one. Azo Smith says, not a raw question, but did you see Sonya taking the title off of Sasha once she takes it from Bailey? I'd love that. I would too. I think Sonya's going to be a big star, Denise. Well, she has all the hype in the world right now. And, like, I mean, if this is an opportunity to sort of, you know, claim your spot on, you know, the top of the women's roster, this is it right now because there are some doors that are opening. Um, So I think this is her moment to do so and take it. Grab it by the horns. Jason Check says, just went through the last hundred matches of Charlotte's via cage match. She hasn't lost clean on TV since July 7th, 2019. Haven't looked anything up prior to that. Hashtag protected. Well, I hate to tell you, but Io Shirai hasn't lost clean in a one-on-one match on TV since well before that, since 
Shayna at the beginning of June 2019. So there are some protected wrestlers, but we, we've already went over time. So we're going to go ahead and get into WWE backlash predictions. We're going to make them very quickly, Denise. I'm going to have Louis Dangor of Wrestle Talk on the post show with me on Sunday. Let's go ahead and make these predictions. Jeff Hardy versus Sheamus, Denise. Sheamus, because I think Braun needs a challenger, and I think eventually he can move on to him. Yeah. Jeff Hardy's <laughs> winning that. Edge versus Randy Orton. You've said you think Randy Orton's going to win. I think Randy Orton's going to win, too. Clean finish or not a clean finish? Not a clean, not finish. a clean finish. Not okay. a clean finish at all. Uh, Apollo Crews, United States title defense over against Andrade if Apollo loses this. And then we just get more rematches, more rematches. I'm going to snap. I think Apollo Crews has to win. And we got Bailey and Sasha against Billy and Peyton. Alexa and Nikki. Ah, Is this where they pull the trigger on them losing the titles? Or do they wait a month? Because, one, there aren't a lot of women's challengers on in the singles ranks on SmackDown. They can keep Bailey and Sasha on all the brands. I think they stretch this out a little bit more. I think Bailey and Sasha win. Yeah, I agree with that. I think they're going to keep it going a little bit more. They could do so much more. And I think I heard that they wanted to extend that. So I'll just go ahead and say stick with Bailey and Sasha. Oscar versus Nia Jax. I'm rocking with Natsuka, or Asuka all day because she <laughs> is she is set up for a program with Charlotte. Asuka, 100%. They booked this this whole program completely backwards and out of order. It's so weird. Braun Strowman defends the Universal title against Morrison and The Miz. I'm going with Strowman here. Ain't no chance Morrison and Miz win this, but this should be fun. Same. It has to be Braun Strowman. Drew McIntyre defends the WWE Championship against Bobby Lashley. I got Drew winning here, too. I like what Lashley's done, but I think Drew's winning. I would be so shocked if Bobby Lashley wins, so I'm going to go with Drew. That is WWE Backlash 2020. Matt J. Hendricks says, did you guys see Dakota Kai's Hanukkah tribute? I did. That was very classy. Not surprised considering the source. Uh, Dakota Kai is a classy kind of person. But Denise, as we wrap up, what do you got going on this week? Where can people find you? Twitter and Instagram at underscore Denise Salcedo. Come follow me. And then YouTube.com slash Denise Salcedo. Make sure to come on over. Subscribe to the channel. It's still growing. So I need your guys' help. So come on over to YouTube.com slash Denise Salcedo. Guys, thank you all so much. You all were exceptionally generous for the Super Chats tonight. Thank you. Uh, the Distraction. Three episodes this week. I think I don't know how many damn episodes Jeremy's doing on his vacation week. There's lots. They review movies on Tuesdays. They play TEW on Saturdays. They talk news on Thursdays. Me and Jimmy Van back at 3 p.m. this week because I finally lost at Quizzlemania. They cheated me. Whatever. But you know the drill. Friday, Sunday, we're here as well. We're out. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.